Welcome to the Word from St. Andrews, the weekly preaching podcast of St. Andrews Baptist Church in Columbia, South Carolina. This is Pastor D. Vaughn. I pray that this week's sermon will help you experience a life-giving and life-directing message from God. Give these next few minutes to Him that you may hear the Word from St. Andrews. We'll be visiting several passages in the Gospel of John this morning, the first one in chapter 1, beginning at verse 40, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Some years ago, when I had just begun serving a church in Charleston, South Carolina, my minister of music, Roger McGee, came to me to enlist my help. What he did not know is that I already knew he was coming and why. So I decided to have a little fun with him, as I do from time to time. Roger comes into my office. I sat behind the desk working and kind of peering at him above my glasses as he came in, and I waited for him to begin the conversation. Uh, Dee, you may have heard that we're doing a musical drama about the life of Christ. Yes, Roger, I've heard about that. Very excited to hear that. Well, I wondered if you might like to play a part in this year's production. Oh, you mean like giving an invitation at the end? Yeah, I've, I've done that before, no problem. Well, no, uh, earlier in the story than that, I was hoping you would portray a character. You'd have a few lines to speak and a few measures to sing, but I, I really think you could do it. Okay, Roger, now I got it. So... You and I have only known each other a short time. I haven't been here very long. What, what part have you decided is a good match for your new pastor? Well, it's not that it's such a good match. I just thought you could make it work. Well, what's the part? Uh, Satan. <laughs> well, I played the part. I tempted Jesus in the wilderness three times. The only complaint I heard was that I was a little bit too convincing. (laughs) Well, I'm not here to tell any of you today that you're perfect to play the part of Satan. But I'm here to call on you to play another part. A part that many of us have got to own and live out if the story of our church is to be one of faithfulness and growth. This part gets top billing in a sense on most everything our church does because I want to talk to you about playing the part of Andrew. Let me tell you a little bit about the background of that part. Andrew quietly played a great part in Christ's work. Elvis Presley was eager to make a comeback in his film career and was offered a lead role in the 1976 film, A Star is Born. 
But his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, demanded that Elvis receive top billing. His name had to be above that of Barbara Streisand. It was never resolved, and he didn't get the part. Well, the Apostle Andrew certainly didn't receive top billing in the New Testament. He can't be called a major character in the Bible. His name appears only 13 times in Scripture, and three of those times are in lists of the whole group of disciples. By contrast, his brother Simon Peter is named 170 times. Though I know you're not supposed to compare siblings, but... It's true. But as seldom as Andrew's name appears in Salvation's story, we see a great gift at work in his life. Though he seems to play a small part, Andrew's life makes a huge difference. Andrew brought people to Jesus. Four of the five times that Andrew's name appears in the Gospel of John, he's bringing someone to Jesus. I'm going to start with this one. Andrew brought a brother who needed a new name. John chapter 1, verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John the Baptist had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. As soon as Andrew made his decision to follow Jesus, he hurried to find his brother Simon so he could follow Jesus too. He didn't wait until he received a lot of training. He didn't hesitate until he understood more about what Jesus was doing. Andrew knew that Jesus had changed his life, and he knew his brother needed a new start, a new name, a new identity, a new life. And he believed Jesus could do that for him. What Andrew did for his brother was the turning point in Simon's life and a turning point in the growth of the church. Here's another moment when Andrew brought people to Jesus. John chapter 6. And we'll begin at verse 5. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. 
There was plenty of grass in that place, and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Well, apparently, most of those thousands of people who followed Jesus away from town to hear him teach didn't think much about what they would eat. They may have been so caught up in listening to him, they lost track of time until they realized their stomachs were caving in. Well, for some reason, the little boy in the crowd was prepared. He may have been a good planner. Much more likely, his mother probably packed a lunch for him before he headed out for the day. Well, we never would have known about this boy or his bread and fish if Andrew had not brought him to Jesus. When Andrew brought this boy and his lunch to Christ, his lunch became a miracle, a mighty act of God that is recorded in all four of the Gospels. He saw with his own young eyes that what we give to Jesus can accomplish amazing things. What seemed to be far too little ended up being more than enough. And one more moment for Andrew's life. In John chapter 12, we'll begin at verse 20. John 12, 20. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Jesus had come to Jerusalem. Everyone was talking about him. Some believed he was the Messiah that they could follow to freedom. Others saw him as a threat to be eliminated. Well, amid this tension, some people come looking for Jesus. John describes them as Greeks, probably people who were not Jewish, but who worshipped in the outer court of the temple because they were drawn to the Jewish faith, its teachings about one true God who calls for holy living. Well, these people who were outside of the Jewish faith asked to see Jesus in person. Now, the word see in the Gospel of John often means much more than just put your eyes on something or get a glimpse of it. It means they wanted to understand more about who Jesus was and what his mission could mean to outsiders like them. And they were wondering... Was his love big enough to take them in too? Jesus replies by speaking of his death. He says that he'll be glorified by giving his life that countless others may live. 
Like a kernel of wheat dies to produce many seeds and an abundance of food, Jesus will die so that all who trust him, including those who seem to be on the outside, can live through him. I love the fact that Andrew didn't turn these supposed outsiders away. As much as the disciples misunderstood, Andrew seemed to know that every person needs Christ and every person deserves the chance to know him. Now I hope these three stories help you understand why I say that Andrew quietly played a great part in God's work by bringing people to Jesus. And I also hope you can understand why we need Christians like you to play that part in the life of St. Andrew's Baptist Church. You can quietly play a great part in Christ's work. Now you may have heard these stories and be thinking, you know, I'm a lot like Andrew. My name doesn't show up very often in the church history or the church newsletter or the order of worship or even the church's leadership list. I'm a small character in this great big story of what God is doing. That may be so. But Andrew teaches us that there's a difference between making a big name for yourself and making a big difference for Christ. Though you, like Andrew, may not seem like a major character in what God is doing, you can make a major difference. You can bring people to Jesus. I have the job of being the Vaughn family taste tester. Linda will sometimes call me to the kitchen to sample something she's cooking and discern whether adding a little bit more of this or that would make the recipe turn out just right. And I must confess, taste tester is not my least favorite job. It's pretty good work when you can get it. If you were to ask me, what ingredient do we need a little more of? to make the recipe of our church's life come out just right? I'd give you this answer. We need more Andrews in St. Andrews Baptist Church. We need every member, every person who belongs to Jesus Christ to live like Andrew, to live a lifestyle of bringing people to Jesus. Because I believe our faithfulness and our future depend upon what you and I do to answer that call and play that part. The very first church I ever served in a ministry capacity, I was the youth minister. They were having business conference, reviewing the budget. I mean, what could go wrong with that? When one man rose to his feet and had a question about a line item, 
He said, I want to ask, what in the world has softball ever done to help this church? Well, as his question echoed around the room, another man stood up and asked for a moment to speak. People noticed when he stood up. He was six foot six. He weighed about 275 pounds then. His name was Sam. And this is what he said. I'm not sure what we need to decide about softball. But before you consider taking it out of the budget, I'd like to tell you my story. I didn't belong to this church. When some men who do recruited me to play for this church's softball team. They told me I, that they needed a pitcher, and I loved to pitch. But I later found out that's not what they had in mind at all. They knew I wasn't a Christian. They also knew that if I were on the team, I would have to come to church during softball season. Well, while I was doing my time in church, Jesus Christ became very real to me. And I gave my life to him. I've been here ever since. I don't know exactly how much we need to spend on softball. But I want you to know that some men in this church used that team to bring me to Jesus. Do you want to change someone else's life for the better? to strengthen our church, to feel the joy of doing something that really matters in God's kingdom, then ask God to make you someone's Andrew. To show you a person who needs Christ, to ask Him to show you a way to bring them together. Christ is calling you and me to play a great part in his saving work. Answer his call to bring people to him. Say, I'll be the Andrew in St. Andrew's Baptist Church. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for our father in the faith, the Apostle Andrew, and the way that he quietly, simply changed the world by bringing people to you. You need many more Andrews in this world, we know, Father. And I pray that you would allow that call to come to each one of our hearts today. Give us just a glimpse of the difference we could make in someone's life, in their destiny, in the life of this church, and in your kingdom, if we become bringers, people who have a lifestyle of bringing people to you. Speak to us now in these holy moments of invitation and commitment that we may hear your word and answer your call. Amen.